tune in, tone up. Your one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques and advice. With me, Gary Shilliday, and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis. Hi, folks. Hello. Hi, Dan. How are you doing? Been a long day. <laughs> it definitely Here has. we are. Here we are. Never mind. Th- thanks for making the time, as always. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming along. Cool. Um, so... Next weekend, not this weekend coming, but the following weekend, I'm uh, playing this um, performance at uh, my brother and sister-in-law's wedding, or future brother-in-law, should I say. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I've come along with my looper pedal and my acoustic amp, literally the same setup that I'll have for the performance. Mm -hmm. And I was just going to ask your advice about the sound I'm getting which we've already kind of looked at a little bit anyway, and it yeah. seems all right, doesn't it? So it does. In some ways, but we'll tweak. There's, there's a few things in the back pocket that I will uh, get out later to to kind of maybe sort of help you out. Cool. In the, in the acoustic environment. But yes, that's what we're going to do. That's great. And so I've gone with um, the uh, looper pedal to help aid the performance and fill it out and fill out the room and make it better. Uh, make it more than one part so it's more like a, a, a band playing and I've got four things to do uh, the first is before they uh, walk um, before uh, Angela arrives goes uh, up the aisle uh, to uh, be married and and while the crowd are kind of chatting away and I'm, I'll be doing some atmospheric stuff mm-hmm. I was going to play Beatles something mm-hmm. and then I'm playing textbook we are scientists I think we covered a bit of this last last time anyway. Yeah, didn't we, we, did, but, we did have a look at a couple of these tunes, I think. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do um, I Don't Want to Know by Fleetwood Mac, that's at the very end. And while they're signing the register, we're doing uh, well, I'll be doing um, Elliot Smith's Pretty Ugly Before, which we looked at quite a lot last time as well. Mm. But I've had a chance to look at the looper a little bit, and so it's just a case of tweaking all that and gaining your input and advice. If that uh, sounds like a good <coughs> idea for the day. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I will say at the outset, you know, gigging with an acoustic guitar is a very different sonic experience and physical experience to gigging with an electric guitar. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's got some elements that are easier in, a, in as much as providing everything is good. Um, you shouldn't have as many issues with gain and and um, volume and feedback and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But what you can often get into is problems with sort of not sort of nice feedback, but problems with nasty feedback. Yeah. As the volume goes up, and also handling noise and all that sort of thing. So. Yeah. You know, in the environment you're in. Yeah, in the nicest possible way, you're sort of wallpaper, aren't you, a little bit? I am, yes. You know, yeah, you just sort of yeah. sing in the background, but you need to be heard. Yeah. And because of where it is, is it in a church? I think so. I'm yeah. not going to get a rehearsal or anything in the room. I so think I get in a half an hour before the uh, event. So we don't know, <laughs> we don't know in essence, kind of how... About 70 people. How much room you've got to move and all the rest of it, and 
mm. how much you'll be in close proximity with your amp. And you know, I I learned with an electric guitar very early on to kind of play the amp. Like Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix used to do with the feedback and stuff. You know, play the amp. You know, uses its feedback sonic, you know, as, as its own sonic characteristics you can manipulate. Um, but an acoustic guitar, we're looking for a, a pure sound. Yeah. You know, the fundamental difference, really, with a, an acoustic guitar amp is it's basically a PA in a box. Yeah. And it's designed to give as neutral a sound as is possible. Um, so delivering the true sound of the acoustic, hence you can put a microphone into an acoustic guitar amp and it should likewise sound quite decent. Yeah. Um, but obviously, as the volume goes up, you run into the same problems that you do with a PA and a big box filled with air. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what an acoustic guitar I, is. I'm currently pointing right at it, but it's, it's pretty... I've got the uh, Marshall um, 100-watt acoustic ASD, I think it is, or something like that. And, AS100D. Uh, AS100D. And it's got an anti-feedback... Um, uh, setting on it for the, for the, each channel separate for each channel probably like a notch filter or something which kind of when it senses the feedback it's one takes out a slither of your EQ or something along those lines right okay yeah I mean it's it does have a really good sound mm. generally and it's got a phase um, phase button which I tend to keep on yeah um, again that'll be dependent on the sound you're getting out of your your guitar when you plug it into it yeah so whether you want that sort of in or out I mean, yeah, you you know, you you're playing on tick over, really, aren't you? Yeah. So we need to find out what happens when you're not playing on tick over. Yeah, let's let's play it through its uh, paces, shall we? Play away. these things before the event it's always good um i had an experience with acoustic guitar go you know a situation like this with acoustic guitar yeah let me briefly relay this for the benefit of the audience um many many moons ago we're talking years ago probably 20 years ago yeah i had a yamaha acoustic and then some years later i still had the same yamaha acoustic and it came with a separate black box with all of the preamp gubbins in it. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So I had a pickup. You went into the black box, into your amp. What, it, like this, or built, or completely like, separate? Literally separate. Right, okay. Almost like you've got to carry around a guitar pedal with you. Oh, yeah, you've yeah. Got your preamp, okay. you want it in. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> preamp separate. Yes, I do, thank Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I had this guitar, and a friend of mine, some years later, bought a more 
kind of upmarket Yamaha. Not outrageous money. Into sort of four four hundred and fifty quid, five hundred quid. But it was a really nice instrument. And I thought, you know what? I'm gonna do my little dealio. So we did kind of swap season, a bit of cash changed hands, and I had a local guitar store fit an LR bag system yeah. to the Yamaha. That's <coughs> actually what I've got in here is LR bags, I think. Right, great system it was, sounded really, really good. Hmm. And you had a little sort of thing for the volume just in the sound hole. That's what I've got. Right. Yeah. Can't put the thing in though. <laughs> yeah, that's, just, that's the thing. Oh, it's you just can't. In there. Uh, volume. Same thing. Got it. So I thought, yeah, that works. That's good. And then I wanted to upgrade again, such as a musician's way, trade and upgrade. Yeah. And at the time, there was this little guitar shop in a village called Storrington over near Worthing. And I went there one day. <clears throat> Don't really know what I was looking for, but I thought, I'll, I'll pop in and take a look. <clears throat> and he had some Faith Acoustics. Oh, they're lovely, aren't they? They are nice. Now, you probably recall they're, they're designed by Patrick Eggle. Yeah. They're like a, a cheaper version of, of his brand of acoustic guitars. And I think they... I, are made abroad, shipped to his factory, set up and sent back out again or something along those lines. Mm. And it was really, really good. I thought, gosh, lovely guitar. <clears throat> but I could never get the, the, the volume of the preamp up without it howling. Mm. I tried one of the rubber inserts that you can get for your sound hole. Mm. Didn't do any good. Mm. And it wasn't until I took it to a music store with the possibility of trading it in some time later. And a guy said, I think there's an issue with the preamp itself. Oh, right. Now, fast forward, me buying another guitar, selling that, and getting to where I am now, got my tailor, which I really like. Mm. I was doing a gig with the tailor earlier this year. And the guy I was gigging with because I was having a, not too many problems, but a few feedback issues. It meant I had to be a bit more restrained on the volume. And he said, have you got the rubber insert for your sound hole? Mm. <clears throat> I thought, dude, I've got one. Yeah, put it in. Solve the problem. And I put it into the tailor, and indeed it solved the problem, which kind of then backs up what the guy at the store said about the, the preamp in the faith not being quite right, or there being something not, not mm. good with it. Now, I found that little rubber insert really, really handy. Yeah. It really, really worked well. It's annoying with the volume, isn't it? <laughs> I wonder, I mean, I haven't been on it. Cut it out or something. Cut you could do that, but I wonder if there's already a, a something out there like that. I bet there is. Oh, okay. I bet someone's done it. Even maybe even on the LR Bags website. I haven't been on the LR Bags website for years. Mm. But it would be a with some sort of cutaway or something, so you still get to the volume. Yeah, yeah. Somebody has probably somewhere thought of this and done it. Yeah, okay. And marketed it, but it may be to your advantage to kind of sort of you know do that. The other thing you can do as, as an alternative is you put a volume pedal in between. Yeah, your amp and your guitar. You might be able to use that as a volume pedal. We've just discussed the. Um, that has sort of set volumes, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's got a volume on the track. That's the looper we're talking about at the moment, the Boss RC30. 
Um, so the track records, and then you end up with a volume. But yeah, I suppose you don't, can't really change it though. Then on the fly or anything. It's a little tough to, yeah. to do it as you want it. But I mean, my my point being at the end of this elongated story is that there there are things you can you can use yeah. to control the guitar a bit more. You know, notch filters do appear on some preamps. It yeah. sounds like maybe that's what you've got on your amp. Yeah. But also I found as the volume went up, the bass came to life. Yeah, I I noticed that, yeah. And that's, and that's where, that's where the feedback was, yeah. Right, so that's why I backed it off a little bit. Phasing gain. The top one's phase. What's that gain? That's gain. More gain. Yeah. It's got like a a, um, a, a mid. Uh, a mid and then a mid high and then a treble Sitting in, I'm not sitting in a great place for it, so it probably is the sound hole. It's enough the situation. That's right. That's loud enough. Probably loud enough, anyway, isn't it? To be probably, probably is. I mean, it's it's also like like the whole microphone thing. When people yeah. sing into a microphone, yeah, and they go, "I can't hear my hell." Yeah, attack it. And more. you go, "Be you." Yeah, you yeah. know, or they sing karaoke and they're waving the <laughs> mic around, or they're singing in the side of it instead of in the top. Yeah, yeah. what people, you know, sorry, soapbox rant. What <laughs> yeah. people fail to appreciate and understand. We like soapbox rants, don't we? What people fail to appreciate and understand about musical instruments in general, yeah, and that goes for you know, mics and all sorts of things, is like they are not magical devices no. that any layman gets hold of and suddenly makes it sound like a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. You know, people put years of their life into microphone technique. Yeah. You know, to, to you know, in reaction to how they want to sing. Yeah. And, and to get it sounding nice and even, even and having the power when they need it and everything else. Yeah. You know, um, a microphone can be really powerful if you hold it reasonably close without swallowing and eating the thing. Yeah. But it can be, you know, very, very wishy-washy, underpowered and feedback like crazy to get the volume up. 
if you have it waving around 18 inches away from you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Acoustic guitar the same. Whereas with an electric guitar, you don't have to play an electric guitar that hard. Yeah. You can play an electric guitar very softly. Yeah. And actually, you, you know, as long as you've got it under control. I know there's a whole, there's a whole um, video by Rick Graham all about basically how much is the level of, atten- uh, of tension that I should apply to my electric guitar oh, yeah, that's to great, get that, yeah. the sound out of it. <clears throat> For most people, I guarantee you, you're probably holding on to it too hard. Yeah. Holding on to notes too hard, pressing harder than you need to, which will cause you... Tuning you know, issues. Tuning issues, fatigue, string mm. wear, fret wear. You know, now of course everyone's got their own style, and if that gets you a sound which is amazing, mm. more power to you. Mm. But for most of us, most of the time, we don't need to do that. Yep. Now, with an acoustic guitar, acoustic guitar is a bit like a drum. Mm. That's basically a drum, isn't it? Yeah. You know, what's yeah. a drum? It's got a skin either side, <laughs> and then it's, it's, it's a, a wood. Cone. Got my yeah. top drum here as well. We've got different sounds. It's great. Yeah, that's right. So when you when you tickle an acoustic guitar, and you want to be able to do that through an amp, which can be yeah. hard to do, but when you, when you tickle an acoustic guitar, you're not going to get loads of volume out of it. Yeah. But when you dig in, yeah, or when you play a bit harder, yeah, like may I, may I care to demonstrate? Yeah, 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 your, yeah sure. And your humble okay. axe. I have um, switched the volume up. Okay, so you've got full volume. gentle with it the amp responds nicely and and the guitar is quite quiet yeah and then as I hit it a bit harder it gets a lot lot louder and a lot lot yeah, yeah, yeah. bigger and boomier if you use the plectrum it'd be very loud yeah it'd be loud still I've got a plectrum to the side to kind of pick up halfway through <laughs> you know that's the plan create the volume difference that way as well yeah, absolutely. I mean, I frequently do that if I'm working things out for a pupil and you're stuck there with a little iPhone mm. you're trying to work out a song off it. You don't want to be crashing through with loads of volume. So I like yeah. to work it out using fingers where it's a bit softer and quieter. Yeah. And then kind of when we go through it, then maybe I'll yeah. bring the pick all into good, play. All good, all good tips. So Should that's give- another thing with your amp is you, you want to be able to set your amp where there's a degree of sensitivity. Yeah. If you are sitting right on top of your amp, <laughs> your handle was doing weird things. If you are sitting right on top of your amp, it's a possibility. Who knows? <laughs> it is a possibility, and yeah. that can be really, really hard to do. I was playing a music evening some months back with my wife, Can, and 
and it turned up, and I thought, I'll take my blue strap. Yeah. How hard can it be? <laughs> take the blue strap. It's great guitar. It's <laughs> what we've been playing the songs on. Yeah. And it wasn't a band. It was just us. We had like an acoustic number and one, one where we were using the electric guitar. Didn't have any gain. Yeah. Purely clean sound. But the minute I put it on single core pickups only, it, the amp was howling and it was on tick over. And, no. the, and the guys in that place said, we've had problems since we arrived. So everything was working fine before, but the PA system is probably the lighting or something causing untold hum, untold feedback, loads of problems. Oh, no. It's really dissatisfying. It's, it's very, very <laughs> annoying. The, yeah. the thing which was even more annoying was my, ironically, my acoustic guitar was, was a lot, lot quieter than my electric. Right. I was creating less sonic problems than my electric. Perhaps I should have just used that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's the way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy stuff. So, shall I show you? Show me what you got. Right, Let's okay. get on to the songs now, maybe. Okay. So the first one, I'm going to kind of go like this. So I've got the looper, and I'm essentially just uh, starting with uh, a simple loop. That's uh, that's the plan. Okay. Keep it simple. So. thinking of whether or not to record that in. something so I'll stop, stop that for a moment would you would you record anything over the top so what I might do that's the, yeah there you go may I uh, yeah do you want to create your own loop as well because mine's a bit naff <laughs> I can create my own loop yeah um, let's stop that I wasn't particularly happy with that Gary's going to use my loop now <laughs> I am not I won't I wouldn't dream of it you could delete it at the end of the whole the yeah, I, w I am going to... Uh, well, definitely. Uh, if he forgets yeah. to delete it. <laughs> you can use it, Gary. No, no, it's all right. I've got I won't hold it against I've you. Got, I, I'd, I'd rather do it from scratch, I think. Yeah, I think it creates... 
I think you want to be in the right tempo and all that. Has it gone round? Oh, we've got, got some issues there. We go. This, is, this, yeah. the, this is the one thing they haven't invented yet to actually sort yourself <laughs> out. Is the, the satisfyingly sorted guitar strap. Yeah. You alright there? Yeah. Right, so. So you, you need to. Do you, well, just hit that on the one. Literally, when you hit the. Do I hold it down or not? Just press it. If you weren't so tight, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll have lost a note at the end. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it again. Yeah. Uh, so you hold, hold to delete it. So you want what you want to do instead of playing the C at the end, press the pedal on the one. Oh yeah. Uh, like,
Nice. You can actually record additional pieces, so you could have like the. Oh uh, yeah, so just stop it. It's just twice. Gosh, what hands you think? They're quite. It's quite nice, isn't it? Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry if uh, if you uh, enjoy it too much. <laughs> I was very much enjoying that. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Doesn't get bored. <laughs> and what I was trying to do is partly emulate the the actual melody. Yeah, I could tell. And then there's a bit of blues thrown in and a bit of... Uh, a little, little bit of pushing the air, pushing the boundaries yeah. a bit. And also the, the sort of double stops. All a good suggestions. <laughs> I mean, I would use the same whether I was building it up through the looper or playing some stuff in as well. Yeah, I would use the same rules that I would use if I was songwriting. Yeah. You know, if you look at most songs, pretty much, apart from the odd thrash tune, and even in even in thrash, there's dynamics. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Dynamics are important. Hugely, you know, where where yeah. things get loud or where things get quiet, where there's a, a change of groove or yeah, you know, a change of volume there, that all sort of helps. You know, you can start with maybe the straightforward melody. Yeah, you could even start with the melody an octave lower, yeah. and that gives you somewhere else to go because you can then take the octave higher. But in your scenario, and this is where you will need to be the best judge of this is it depends on how precisely things are timed for your day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they say, right, well, okay, it's going to take them three minutes and 17 seconds to walk down the <laughs> aisle, we've timed this, we know. It's just looper and one time round, isn't it? You know? Well, Maybe you'd be two, surprised two at how much music you get through in a short yeah. period of time. You think the average the average pop single is three or four minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah, true. So, yeah. But it will it will then kind of dictate how you kind of stack things together. Yeah, you know, with this song, it's it's just like a continuous cycle. Yeah. So it's not like it necessarily has lots. Of, you know, it has lots of different dynamics, but it's not like it has lots of different stages to it. It's no. like a cycle of chords. Could build, could pretty. kind of build those dynamics in though. So you got like your loop there, and then you could kind of do this. I don't know. That kind of thing, maybe. You know what I would probably choose to do? Yeah. Let's say that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Really. That's alright. I would wait until it went to the A minor section. Where the song does Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then I would put, I'd put, put something a, extra put something, there rather okay. than necessarily right at the beginning. Have you got a thought? Yeah. Like this kind of... That. I was going to do something a little bit more... Because that's essentially the same, isn't it? Actually. Yeah, go on, let's um, see. Let's see. <laughs> 
And then uh, we, we're recording this, so I'll be, I will be nicking it all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Do you know how many good oh, no, song ideas on the guitar series you've given away over the years? I'm, I'm loving it. It's, it's great. Four thousand. No, <laughs> it's a lot more than that. I know that much. Um, That's just what I've got. <laughs> Sections, you won't loop those, you just keep in the same place. Looping. So here we go. Uh, coming up. So that's 
that, that that's probably spot on the loop that I'd want to create in it, really, if I can. Yeah, well, else you can it won't be as professional as this. Now, I'm not sure. <laughs> you got another thought. <laughs> I've got another thought. I'm not sure how professional this is going to sound, but. Possibilities are endless, aren't they? Thank you. 
Yeah. We're having a little bit of fun here, kind of playing around with Gary's toys. Um, <laughs> we are really, yeah. Let's see what he has at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a few more few more toys. <laughs> well, there we go. I'm gonna actually. But write that. In, in in all fairness, it's it's about kind of throwing the ideas out there as to what's possible. Yeah. You know, it, not all of us. You know, I mean, least of all me. I am much good at using a looper. You know, I could I think, learn. I think there'll be a few thousand people that will disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I but that's know. Is that not literally the first time you've used one? First time I've properly used them. I've played about with them. Yeah. But, you know, I've never, you know, it has to start in the head. Yeah. It has to start There's with a plan, an idea. An idea, yeah. You know, yeah. what we could do, what we couldn't do. But also it's got to finish with, with composition and arrangement. Yeah. So, in other words, having a bit of fun, we're layering things up, we're trying a few ideas out. Doesn't mean you're going to get every idea going on, even if you can. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Throwing it out there, that would just be a catastrophic mess. Yeah, your rhythm's got to be so spot on to make it sound really good. And uh, and so for me, I I probably I probably will build a loop up on the day, mm. and I might try and get the as far as the melody. Don't mind if it all goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I won't do probably is um, like harmonise maybe on the spot. Well, I thought maybe. I thought that was quite. It was good. It's a fairly simple melody line. Which it it was, too yeah. Bad to get. I, know, I didn't get every note perfectly were... right. Um, but it's something that if you were, if you were adept at using a looper, I mean, I've got the timeline delay on my board, and I've got that along with the Strymon multi switch. Oh yeah, which actually does do that function. It does it? do that function. It actually turns it into a six button looper. Right. Okay. That's pretty good. Yes. I mean, I haven't ever looked into those functions. But you know, if, if ever you you know you wanted a sort of pretty amazing looper at your disposal, yeah, your timeline delay will do it. I did once try with my years ago. I had a flashback delay, but the, there was a problem with them. TC seemed to have this habit of like releasing not enough pedals. They release oh. plenty of pedals, but, no, but like, I mean, half the stuff don't work. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. a delay that kept forgetting stuff. Yeah. That's and great, isn't it? <laughs> it, it was. It, it, it was like the Alzheimer's parents, you know. What I mean? you, you get to the gig. And, Did you remember my? Oh, oh, oh sorry. I knew there was. I'm really. Sorry. Some, I know I was supposed. Me. I know I was supposed to be <laughs> a delay. I was meant to remember. Uh, what was uh, it? No, I forgot what the delay saying was again. I, I meant to. I didn't. It's all I was. Kick this ass for a man. Well, that's nice. <laughs> what were those two parts? What were those? There was that you you were playing uh, the A minor there. So that that was the A minor, like that. And then that finger tucks under there at the ninth on the B string. Everything else is the same. So that, leave the first finger where it was, and then tuck that underneath that. That's okay. your next. And then like a top of the yes here. And then I went to like a, a D. So D. I was barring across the fifth. Yeah, just at the top three, and then put a finger on the seventh of the. Oh D, right, so D seven, top of D seven. Um, and then it was just the whole. And then I had F. eight, eight and six, eight and six, eight and seven, eight and eight, eight and six, and eight and seven. Eight He's eight. doing that, yeah, yeah. 
if you were writing a song, and this is the way I would look at it. Yeah. Can't emphasise this enough. If you were writing a song... What a well-written song that is, though. I mean, it's just really those, cool. those chromatic notes running through the whole way. Oh, it's, it's lovely amazing. chord progression. Yeah. The funny thing is, if you... I suppose more than just write, but if you're kind of taking your 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 rough song and you're arranging it... Yeah. So you're making an arrangement for it. You wouldn't want to overcloud that arrangement. You know, no. you, you would possibly leave verses a little more sparse or peeled back. Yeah. And let it erupt in the chorus. I suppose that's the only other thing that I was thinking. That I, what, I forgot I forgot this, but while I was playing, I was... I was what do you reckon to this? So it's kind of... time for yeah yeah that's true yeah you know do you have the time to get into that key change and if you do how good will it sound if everything's layered up on there yeah yeah, that's it that's the issue and then you suddenly revert back to what you're doing you you could end up with something that sounds quite disjointed yeah so you know you want things to kind of flow i mean i know we've pointed to this Example, I think many people have seen this example of using a looper. That amazing Katie Tunstall performance that she oh, did. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah. Black Horse and the Cherry Tree. The consistency is in the loop always going on behind her. Yeah. So she's got the tambourine and then she's got the woo with the harmony. Woo. Yeah. And true. then she's got like the percussive guitar hits. Yeah. And she's always got that going on. Yeah. And that consistency means she can then kind of layer over it what she wants. Yeah. Key changes, you know, if you haven't got a pre-done loop, obviously do present a bit of a problem. Yeah. So it'd probably be probably best just to leave it as is, you know. It's like background music anyway, isn't it? So I mean, the the less you layer something up, the more realistic it's going to sound. So, you know, if you've got something all layered up and lots going on and then somebody drops down to you on your Jack Jones, yeah. it could sound slightly strange. But well, if it's just the chords and then I switch it off and then, do the other Yeah, bit. then you, yeah. You, might, you might get away with it. It's, mm. it's like anything else, you know, these days when we think of what's an instrument, you know, in, in many respects, companies mm. like Marshall redefined the guitar amplifier as an instrument in its own right. Yeah. Because people like Jimi Hendrix, Richie Blackmore came along and played the amplifier. Yeah. Yeah, they actually used the amplifier's feedback characteristics as a way of making music, which we still do today. Yeah. You know, from, from, from you know, sort of Weekend Warrior in his pub band to Seasoned Pro. Yeah, you know, very he true. uses feedback. You know, Jimi Hendrix used it on Foxy Lady. We never look back. Yeah, you know, um, these days everything 
kind of connected with guitar in a way can be seen as sort of something you've got to you know maybe sort of learn mm. how to use you know, something like a looper is kind of an instrument in its own right yeah in as, in as much as you've got to learn how to use it you've got to learn how to get the best from it i know you're it's not something you pick up and strum or blow or sing through Mm. But it's one of those things that, you know, when you're using loops... It's, it's an add-on, isn't it? it? It's yeah. its own musical thing. Mm. It's not like you you, you you buy it at three o'clock in the afternoon and, and you'll be fine to sling it on your pedal board and, and use it that evening. Yeah, that's very true. You, you've got to learn it. You've got to learn its its, its sweet spots and, and how, mm. it, how it works best for you and how to integrate it into your setup. Mm. It's like an acoustic guitar. You know, if you've been playing electric guitar and power chords all your life, and you go and buy an acoustic guitar, those things are going to sound crap on an acoustic guitar. Mm. You've really got to look at it from a point of view of like, well, this is a different instrument. This is its own thing. Yeah. And needs to be treated as such for you to get the best from it. Mm. True. Well, yeah. true. Every, every amp you use reacts differently, you know, and, and some, some things bring their own kind of such strong sonic abilities you know something yeah. like like the, the Strymon timeline delay has so much going on in it yeah. you know i think Pete so much to it hasn't it yeah it has Pete, magic Pete thorn referred to it as an inspiration box yeah you know and i can i can see with it how if you sat down with that and an amp and a range of guitars for yeah, a week <laughs> yeah. for a week or two yeah. it could actually spur you on to kind of like yeah actually help your songwriting yeah, do you know what I mean? Where you, you're actually writing some of the songs, sort of a little bit around, around, around the, the sound you're getting. Yeah, yeah, around that. Yeah, you know. So it. then it sort of takes from its own lease of life. It's more than just mm. another pedal. It's it's into a different league, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very true. I mean, that's so. Yeah, that's that's something. I think I've got loads of ideas there. To be honest, yeah, and we did the other things last time, didn't we? Did we have the looper on it? Um, not, maybe I not. think we were playing without playing with your looper, but not to such a great extent. Yeah, yeah. Do, should we have we got time to have a look at anything? I'm sure or is we it have. Good? I'm sure we have. So I mean, let's regale our regale our audience with I'm, our heroic tales. Of yeah, wandering. <laughs> I'm not going to use it on the um, whole textbook one. This will just be just do that like that. It's all it needs. Ah. Don't make any mistakes. And so on. And so on anyway. Um, so yeah, sounds just good. practice that. It sounds right, doesn't it? So it doesn't need anything. I don't think it needs a looper. So then there was, while they're signing, that Elliot Smith one. Which was. I can't remember listening to that. Um, I remember going through it and I can't remember how it sounds. It must be a memorable tune. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to. Let me just remember how I was going to leave that. Yeah, that's it. That's how I'm starting. Okay. So I'm going to go.
where I don't know whether I should change it so it immediately over records, but I think it's alright to build up a bit slower than that. When you use double stops with the acoustic, yeah. it's a bit like when you play clean the electric guitar, simple notes can be okay. But often, like double stops, can sound sound really nice. They sound quite fat. Oh, you mean like actually like that, playing it together? Well, that or like the com- you know the country six, you know the six. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Separately. Then I was going to do a loop. This is just from the point of view of being able to show you the timing thing. So the thing going over the top. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight in. Yeah, on the one and on the one when you finish. Thanks. 
one of my favourite devices actually. folks i know i went a bit out of time but yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, a simple chord progression where i could demonstrate several ways you could play over the top be adding sort of superimposing chords like here instead of the a minor i played like an a minor seven and i kept yeah. that little finger in so that when we went over the f it now gave you f with an added nine yeah 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 and then i took the finger off the a 
So we had like an extension of C. Yeah. And then over the G, it gave us the suspended fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the waves were quite sort of big sounding, like the octaves. Some yeah. of the waves like that is just a subtle thing you could add to the chord. Yeah, but the double stop bits, uh, they, they're just done, they, they, they are lovely. Double stop playing. They sound really pretty. I mean, most really of my nice. double stop playing is I either. I more in my playing, I think, really. Most of mine is either in sixths, like yeah. you know, country style, where you've got a string apart. Yeah. So rather than being side by side, you're doing a, a note on the. Like that. That's it. So either a note on the D and a note on the B, or a note on the G and a note on the top E, or something like that. Or thirds. I also kind of gravitate towards for their prettiness. Uh. And of course, if you know where everything is in terms of your thirds and your fifths and and, and you, you sort of chords and you know, if, you, if you know the K system, you can find your way around and yeah. find where everything is, then you can build your melodies into the chord shapes or yeah. parts of the chord shapes. So each helps each other, doesn't it? It helps yeah. your solo in and your improvising and everything like that as well. I mean, this is one good. area where the acoustic guitar, I think, is sometimes... We don't always think of it as a solo instrument in as much as something I could take a solo on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can. Like that, eh? And especially with the event of the loop, you really can. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's a very sort of raw yeah. instrument. And with a raw sound, like a, like a clean guitar sound, it needs something more. Now, when you're using gain and stuff, it kind of, the guitar kind of sings and sort of... Yeah, one note can be smooth. enough. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And stuff, but you need like the with with, with a clean sound or an acoustic guitar sound. Is, yeah. you, you have to work to the strength of the instrument, work yeah. to the strength of the tone that you've got. Yeah. So you you want to use notes that sound pretty, notes that sound good. Using more than one note stops things sounding too thin and too bare. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's cool. Did you like the um? Did you like the? Do you think that's come together all right? That's Sounds good to me, yeah. Speakable, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. I mean, with, with all of these things, as I, as I say to so many people, you know, you can, you can prepare, prepare, prepare. Yeah. And certainly it's better, better to... Be prepared. Better to... Um, what's the word? Spend time. Fail to prepare. prepare you prepare <laughs> to fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. better to prepare yeah. to not fail and then you're going to get it right. But at the same time, until you go out there... Yeah. In the big wide world. When I mean, the amount of the amount of gigs I've done over the years in different places yeah. has served me well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've gigged on I've gigged on stages which are really, really huge, which make your amp that in the rehearsal room sound massive, sound puny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you really are at the beck and call of the like sound. We were talking guy. about earlier a bit, really, yeah. Yeah, you know, so, so I've gigged in places like that. I've gigged in other places where everything's so confined and small mm. that, you know, tr- trying to plug in at any volume, it, you know, it's like letting a hand grenade off in a shoebox. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not going to happen. So you have, you know, you, you have to kind of prepare as best you can for the gig. And then, you know, once you're there, there are no second chances. You yeah. know, when you're in the song, you're in it. You've just got to roll with just it. Just got to go. It happen. The, the only other one, and I, we're at finish time, aren't we? But... Um, I was thinking of doing like a, a double capo thing, so like the whole loop. I won't even record the loop, but just give you an idea, sure. so that guys got an idea. 
So I'm doing the old. Um, Second time round, so I'm going to chuck it up there. Oh, crafty! Yeah, and while go. While the loops going, while, while the loops get, I'll, I'll, I'll do a bit of soloing, and as it coming towards the end of the loop, so it'd be a long loop, be the beginning and the whole mm -hmm. verse, and then as it's coming towards it, I'll chuck that up on the seventh fret, and then it was. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might make yeah, your yeah. job easier. Might make it a bit easier, and then it's just. Yeah, there's no reason why I wouldn't, in fact. Oh, so, yeah. I would always say. Yeah. You know, the Keep the capo, I'll just do that. Yeah. There's so many things that if we, you know, we think about it with music, you know, we often think big. Yeah. Maybe a little too big. Yeah. You know, um, Sometimes when you go out live, you've got to remember there's so much you've got to control and remember. Yeah. You know, whether you're playing acoustic guitar or electric guitar or whatever, there's so many things to think about. Mm. Keep it quite simple. Yeah, <laughs> the last small. thing you want to think about is your, is your gear. Yeah. Now, because I've got a fairly sizable pedal board, I often get certain people go, oh, that looks really complicated. Now, obviously, I've lived with my pedal board for years and years and years. So, to me, it's laid out logically. Yeah. And when I explain it to people, it's basically the, the first two rows, which I can get to easily, that switches everything. Yeah, you've got uh, that, that big loop switch thing. That's you? right. Yeah, yeah. So, that switches everything. Mm. That's not by accident. No. That's done on purpose. And when I first designed my board, and it's gone through a number of changes and been pulled apart several times and put back together again, I got a massive piece of paper and I laid it on the kitchen floor. I put the pedals on the piece of paper after I'd drawn the size of the pedal board on it. And I imagined myself at a gig and imagined what I'd have to press for certain songs. Yeah. Could I get to it easy enough and simple enough without any aggravation? Hmm. And that's kind of like, you know, to, to me, that's kind of logical, you know. So, it is, it is, it absolutely is. And if I if I could get away with a tiny, a tiny small board, which was, you know, sounded as good and I could get to everything with ease, then I'd probably do that. Yeah. But, it, you know, often with things, it's easy to overcomplicate. Mm. And I would say moving a capo. Yeah, it's a, a something we don't really want to do. don't really yeah. have to do to get the sonic effect. <laughs> I mean, you can just do it there, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. That to me would be the sort of sensible yeah. option. With a capo, you're forever in this situation where you kind of, oh, oh, you know, clunk, you know, clunk, oh, noise, got out of tune, everything's gone wrong. Yeah, you know, <laughs> fail busy. Where do I, where do I put it for the ease of use? You know, yeah. like I'm doing a song which changes key halfway through. Yeah, but I would say if your guitar's well set up and you're not really struggling to play those bar yeah. chords 
keep life simple, keep it where it is. It's one one less thing to worry about. In the heat at the moment, you get bet your bottom dollar, you go to move it, it falls on the yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. It all goes pear shapes. <laughs> Thanks so much for all your advice today, Dan. No worries, I hope that helps. Yeah, cheers. And see you all next time. Cheers. See you later. Stay tuned for more episodes, jams, improvisation ideas and well-informed thoughts about amps, pedals and guitar tone. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud or see our website on tunein-toneup.com. Here you'll find show notes, tabs and further research and resources. It's also a good place to get in touch. We hope you're finding these lessons as interesting and as useful as I do and if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Hey.